Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds, I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will look into week five, give you some under-the-radar plays for week six, and, dude, this season is basically a quarter of the way over, so we're going to call ourselves out a little bit. Uh, Who are a couple guys that we've been right on? Where did we miss the mark a little bit? And if we were wrong, we'll go into the all-important why were we wrong. How you doing, Kevin? Doing all right, brother. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, always good, though, to talk football. Yes, we enjoy talking football. That's right. So, um, quick question. You have sunglasses on your forehead, and I have never understood uh, that that route that people take that look i don't explain yourself so with my profession i have sunglasses on a lot but i also have to take them off on i don't have anywhere to put them so honestly i didn't even realize they were on there um i just i'll have them down no i never play that game and then i just put them up here and i move on with my life and then when i need to put them back down i put them back down and then i put them back up so i didn't even think like we i was out earlier with the little lady we had some errands to run and Never thought to take them off. You don't hang them in the shirt? I've done that a grand total zero times in my entire life. Interesting. It's 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 convenient. They're right there. I know, but it's that it seems weird. And it wouldn't work for me because they're going to end up, there's no way me out running around, bebump, scatting, swinging at tennis balls all over the place that they're not going to fly off. So they're either on my head, on my eyes, or over on a table. Fair enough. I just, yeah, I didn't even, I don't even think about it anymore. It's no, to me, different. It doesn't feel any different than wearing a hat. All good. Is it bothering so, you? Would you like me to take them off? No, I like staring at the the big blue bug lenses that are that are there, right nestled on your hairline. You might not believe it, but they're Adidas glasses. Uh, yeah, that's your, you're basically sponsored by them, except they don't pay you anything. They do not. But I am part of the Addy Club, so uh, I get huge, huge discounts. Excellent. It is nice. I'll, I'll let you know next time I need something. Feel free. All right. <laughs> um, something we were right on, sir, and and sometimes it's both of us, sometimes it's one of us. We were both right about the Bears. Me, so I think a little more than you, because I think you were a little higher on Darnell Mooney than I was. Um, but outside of the running backs, David Montgomery, and even Khalil Herbert as an immediate backup, no one on this team is worth owning. Darnell Mooney is wide receiver 55. People were drafting him as a wide receiver two. And Cole Komet is tight end 34, which is fun because there aren't even that many teams in football. And Justin Fields is quarterback 24, and he was a guy that people who punted on the quarterback position were taking him late to be there you know, in a 12-team, 14-team league as their QB1. None of these guys are cutting it. No, he's awful. We said it. We said it on numerous shows. He's awful. He's been awful from the beginning. Uh, people drafted hoping that his legs, you know, he'd get just enough points on the ground to make up for his lack of passing skill, but that hasn't materialized either. They're playing from behind every game, although they aren't, don't they have two wins? Uh, yes, and they and they gave the Vikings a run for their money this week. And yeah, I mean they were in it. They beat the 49ers of all teams. 
So I'm saying so and, and Mooney, he's only had 21 targets on the whole year. They just don't even throw. They can't run. They can't throw. They can't do anything. Yet somehow they have two wins. It, what's the highest point total they've had this year? I think it was I think they just lost 29-22. Yeah, so that if I they're winning know. games, it's pretty low scoring. Look that look that up while I talk about um yeah. our next player we were right on, and that is Jalen Hurts, my guy, fly Eagles fly. Now, I had him as QB1. He's not there yet. He is QB3. I think you had him as your QB2 or 3. Four. This dude, QB4, this dude is on pace to set the NFL record for quarterback rushing attempts, breaking Lamar Jackson's record. Uh, He's not turning the ball over like he did in the past. And as predicted on this show, his completion percentage has jumped seven or eight points. He's up to 68, 69% completion percentage which is exactly the trajectory that Josh Allen took from year two to year three, which I have been screaming from the mountaintops for months. That's what was going to happen, and that is what we are seeing. Yes, there's one thing about them that annoys me. This new formation they use at the goal line. Anytime they're on like the two or in, Miles Sanders might as well just leave and just go to the bathroom, go go get a beer and pretzel or something, you know, hang out in the stand, sign some autographs. They have him, and they have three backs line up straight behind them, and they all just go up there like they're running a train and freaking just slam him into the end zone. It's a very bizarre play and one that's really not aesthetically pleasing and almost seems unnecessary, but it's their thing. They do it religiously now. I don't know when it, it exactly started, but they do it every time now. Three guys behind him, two directly behind him, and then the tailback, another three yards back and they all three just slam up and push him into the end zone. It absolutely is not pretty, but it works. It I does. Mean, the thing is they don't need him to do that. They can put me or you in. If I've got 750 pounds behind me or 650 pounds behind me, pushing me forward three feet, I'm going to get in too. It, it's a bizarre formation and one. I've just never seen any team ever that literally, has a formation made solely to slam forward and push a guy forward three feet. It's, it's very weird. You occasionally see a lineman like pushing a receiver, yeah. getting behind a running back well, and push them to get those extra three or four yards, but they don't line up like that. Well, this last week, Dallas Goddard did it. He just ran up right behind Hertz and put his arms under it, put his arms underneath Hertz arms and just ran him in the end. Zone. So I'm saying it's, it's bizarre. It's, it's strange, but yes, it, they, they definitely score. The Bears, the most they've scored is 23. They beat the Texans in week three, 23 to 20. They have they scored, almost uh, 19, they've almost three wins. 23, 12, and 22. They've almost three wins, and they haven't scored um, more. I bet that, and they didn't have three touchdowns in any game, I bet. No, probably not. Not. I mean, that's wild. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Santos is, led, I think, at least twice has been the number one kicker already in a week. Any uh, anybody pop out to you or stick out in your head um, off the top where we were absolutely right so far at the at the quarter pole? Absolutely right so far. I know one that I was right, and I think you are too. I think both of us still have a possibility of Mike Williams and St. Brown both ending up as high as we thought. Your boy Parsley because Keenan Allen's been out. My boy though might not because now he's already missed uh 
one game. What did, what did he yeah, do last week? Anything? He could still do points. He didn't do much, no. But he can still do points per game. He could still right, be up you, there. If you buy points per game, right, he'd, he'd still be there. But uh, those and I'm beginning bad. to think I'm beginning to think that Mike Williams is – his yardage totals may drop when Keenan Allen gets back. But I think his touchdowns are going to go up. I think he only has, what, one or two touchdowns on the year. Yeah, he doesn't have many. Um, because they don't I – mean, who they need to cover. They need to cover him and Eckler, and that's it. Well, you get Keenan Allen back there, he's going to take some coverage because uh, he's great in the red zone. But um, And that's going to help open up stuff for Mike Williams to score some more touchdowns. Gotcha. So I know I'm one thing you were that. right on. The Rams look awful. Oh, dude, there, there's no way they're making the playoffs, man. But there were moments last year when they looked awful, so I can't completely give up on them yet. But they, just, they, look, they look overwhelmed. They don't just look bad. They look overwhelmed. Like they don't know what to do, how to fix it. I don't think Allen Robinson even has a hundred total yards receiving on the season. That I would have to look up. It's yeah. terrible. It it is terrible. It's not. Right, a couple, couple spots we were wrong. The Broncos, all of them except for Cortland Sutton, because we we at least I always loved Cortland Sutton. I think you liked him a little bit too. Uh, but man, they're they're terrible. Russell Wilson is droppable. It's Russ. And it's awful. Jerry Judy's not great because of Russ. The running game wasn't – I mean, Javante Williams is not who we thought he was going to be. He looked great week one. He got, like, double-digit targets, which was nice, but still not what we thought he was going to be. And the why for this one, we – everyone underestimated just how bad this coaching staff was going to be. They're – Nathaniel Hackett – and I'll give him credit. He's come out and said, man – I need help. So he hired the one guy from the Ravens, I think, formerly coach of the Ravens, to be a, a consultant. And he's been open with the media, like, this is what we need to work on. I need to do it's, But it's not happening. It's not coming together. We were all so excited for this offense and this team. And the defenses look fine. But, man, it's not great. And then I'm sure you saw just the other day came out Russell Wilson went somewhere. He has a, a lat issue, the mm-hmm. muscle that runs, like, under your armpit, down your side. This – and it, oh, he's been suffering from it for a few weeks now. This almost feels like it, they're clutching at straws. Maybe he does, or maybe it's oh, oh yeah, it, it hurts. A, it hurts a little bit, Coach. Well, has has it hurt all year? Maybe. Okay, okay, we'll run with that just so they don't look as bad. But I don't yeah. know. I'd like to call it growing pain. So, man, you're five weeks in. Something's got to happen different here soon. He just looks like a deer in the headlight. It, it's just not good. And then losing Javante Williams isn't going to help anything. So uh, so we were both wrong in that division. You were wrong on the Broncos. I was wrong on the Raiders. They're, they're competitive in every game. They just can't seem to find a way to win. Now Devontae Adams is assaulting uh, personnel on the sidelines. I, I don't know where to go with this guy. Max Crosby is just a man amongst boys. I think I saw today he leads the league in – sacks and uh and uh hits for uh, tackles for a loss but other than him he, they, they, their defense does nothing he basically single-handedly beat me this week in the Sirius XM host league because mm-hmm. I was going up against him and I had a I had a lead but man his his game what he had multiple sacks or something I mean he he blew up and and uh the guy I was facing came back and beat me there right at the end he's a beast it was nice that the Ravens got rid of him that's a good decision um, other things we were really wrong on. I don't. I, don't well, I got one. 
I got one that's I was I was I personally was wrong in a good way, and it's Tyreek Hill. I had him, I think, going into the season as wide receiver 17, and he was one or two spots I had him behind Jalen Waddle. And the reason being is I underestimated how good Mike McDaniel was going to be as a coach. So we underestimated how terrible the Broncos quarterbacks were or coaches were. Mike McDaniel has done a fantastic job, I think, so far for the Dolphins. He's using Tyreek Hill all over the field, as he should. He's not just a deep threat. He's getting him the ball in space and uh, letting him work his match, getting him on sweeps. I watched him run a sweep last week. And the offense as a whole was better than I anticipated. So hats off to you, Mike McDaniel. You made me wrong in, in all the best ways. Yeah, I was going to say that's another thing we were sort of wrong on is Tua in general, along with 99% of everybody else that thought you have all these weapons, you have this good coaching, but you still have Tua. Well, here we are, 3-0 with him, 0-2 without him, and not really even competitive. They got blown out last week. And so, Tua's looked good. He has. He's looked really good. He's put up some serious stats. He's already ruled out for this week. They're going to do that whole baby gloves thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what this is going to say. I love what Aikman said the other night. I know he wasn't allowed. Now the cancel culture is coming for him. All the bleeding heart liberals. They, I assume you've seen all that. Or did you hear when he said it? Because when he said it during the broadcast, I was like, oh, he's going to get some heat for that. No, I didn't. So he said after that pathetic call um, the other night, um, where they said that, um, what's his name, uh, Jones landed on top of their Corey. Actually, it's already taken the ball from him and braced himself. They called the roughing pound anyway. And so Aikman said sooner or later, they're going to have to take the dresses off. <laughs> and the offseason, the competition is going to have to do some work and take the dresses off. So he's been getting so much crap from all the pink-haired social justice warriors of the world this and that and the other and how he's now he's a misogynist and a sexist and a this and that and the other whatever dude it's the truth i'm sick of how sissified this is all really becoming but that's the thing with Tua. he's not going to go in until he can go out there and do back handsprings across the field with a smile on his face it's it's getting silly it's it's tough to play a contact sport when they're doing their best to limit the contact and exactly, especially with the especially when the quarterbacks involved, it's 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 getting out of hand. Yeah, Joe Burrow said the other day, like, this is what we sign up for. We get paid millions of dollars to slam our bodies at twenty miles an hour in each other, and we all know the inherent risk. We all know that we're all one play away from potentially altering our lives. But it's no different than all the other jobs in the world that have these horrible, horrible chances of being hurt, maimed, killed. Except they make twelve bucks an hour, these guys make millions, and we have to sit here and feel horrible for them all and change the rules. It's football. I, I don't. How's it football if we can't actually tackle people? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm not sure our Thursday night game between the Colts and the Broncos was football. Oh. Uh, that has there ever been a worse game that you've seen? It was like oh, I, real quick before we start on games, sure. on Robinson. Sure. 12 catches, 107 yards, oh. on 23 targets, one touchdown. Man, that's – again, people were drafting him as their wide receiver that. too. Yeah, we we didn't necessarily think he was going to blow up, but I didn't didn't expect that. I oh, thought he had that in a game. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. At least the – maybe not the 12 catch, at least the yardage and a touchdown. Well – 
you and I scored as many touchdowns as the Colts and Broncos did on Thursday. Deion Jackson, who came in with Philip Lindsay, with Jonathan Taylor, he he looked fairly explosive. Maybe he'll be the lead guy if Jonathan Taylor misses more time. He did not practice today, which is Wednesday. So keep an eye on that. Alec Pierce, rookie wide receiver, three games in a row with at least 60 receiving yards. Uh, Cortland Sutton for Broncos, he's still good. And as I mentioned before, Russell Wilson is droppable in your leagues. Now, he may awesome. come back. He may turn it around. But right now, he's not winning you anything. He's losing I watched, the game. I watched this whole game. It was very difficult to watch. It was actually very stressful, like nerve-wracking, because it was such a close game. And you're waiting for either one of these old-time quarterbacks to actually do something. But, man, everything about it was just ugly, ugly. So, my ugly. favorite was uh, Al Michaels, right? He was, he was calling the game when he said, you know, this is one of those games that just – it was him and Mark Sanchez, right? Al Michaels and Son- yeah. Mark Sanchez. Yeah. This is one of those games. It's just so bad. It's good, right, Mark? And Mark's like, no. <laughs> and then went to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pathetic. But uh, the kickers, baby, the guys you hate the most, they did all the work. Yeah, unfortunately. All the work. So, yeah, there was yeah. nothing about this game. Naheem Hines went out on, I believe, the Colts' first offensive play of the game. First or second, yeah. Yeah, he got the concussion. There was no way, no matter what tests he passed, that they were going to let him back on the field. So well, there were various people in a lot of leagues that probably played him with Taylor out, and boy, that blew up in their faces. That's right. I tried to trade him. I had to try to put him in a trade for a tight end. It was like a, it was a multiplayer deal. Him and I wanted Darren Waller in return. Uh, luckily, the manager did not accept it. So, and I kept Hines on the bench. Otherwise, ah, it would have been a zero for a zero. Yeah, wow. Just uh, not even a game we're talking anymore about. Yep. Uh, luckily for us, though, uh, this Thursday, we'll get the uh, Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. So that yeah, will probably wow. be a mirror game. Next up was our second game in London, the Giants at the Packers. The Giants won. The Giants beat the Packers in London and are four and one. They have last week. I said they're the worst three and one team, maybe ever. And this week, they are the worst four and one team, maybe ever. It is unreal. It is another good week for Saquon Barkley. He's RB three now in fantasy lands. Uh, New York finally let their best receiver play, Darius Slayton, and wouldn't you know it, he went six for seventy nine and doubled the receiving output of anyone else on the team. I I have no idea why they ha- he hasn't been playing the whole time. He must have done something terrible or. I don't know. They were going to trade him at one point. He's the best guy they have. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was eh. Alan Lazard keeps nickel and diming you for good weeks. He doesn't get a whole lot of catches, doesn't get a whole lot of yards, but he sneaks in a touchdown every week. He's got three of them, but barely 200 yards receiving on the season. Aaron Jones was eh, and A.J. Dillon is killing me. Absolutely killing me. He was the one guy I have the most shares of. And I was so confident that him and Jones, without the receivers in Green Bay, they were going to run him into the ground. And he's getting the touches, except for this last week. But he's not producing. He's not getting the end zone. And my fantasy teams are struggling. Yeah, I'm at the point of benching him. Me too. Because I can't can't keep having weeks like this where he just kills me. I'll miss out on a couple good ones, big ones here and there, where he scores two touchdowns, gets 80 yards. But I, I can't do this whole three or four points a week routine just in the hopes that he finally does something. Randall Cobb he, he had averaged, a big game. Oh, yeah, go ahead. 
he averaged like six yards a carry as also. He yeah. just didn't get enough carries. Yeah, he's six for 34. Yeah, it's it's madness. Um, I saw something the other day, you probably saw it too, that Aaron Rodgers' whole career, all the touchdowns he's played, there's only one player he's ever thrown a touchdown to ever, if this is accurate, I think it is, one player ever that was drafted in the first round. Do you know who it was? Wow. I don't. I'll give you a hint. It was in this very wait, game. Wait. So it had so it had to be someone. Wait, I don't know. Mercedes Lewis. Uh, only first in his whole career, the only first rounder he's ever thrown a touchdown to is Mercedes Lewis. Who was drafted by the Jaguars in the yeah, first he wasn't round? The, like yeah, he was twenty five years ago by the Packers, right? So I found that quite interesting how, how much he's done with essentially taking no name guys and turned them into names. Yeah, uh, for sure. As far as Barkley, man, he looks great again. He had that injury scare partway through the game, but he came back. Uh, I don't know what to say. This, this Giants team is one of those ones that start off gangbusters four and one. They still might end up five and twelve. I guess we're going to find out that uh, NFC East is looking strong. If, if Washington could win a couple games, then they'd be the best no, division in football right now. They I might be they, anyway right now as far I think as they are concerned. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Lions and Patriots. I saw the Lions, who were already battling injuries, lost five defensive backs in this game alone. Yeah, they're that. That's that's some tough luck right there. No one did well for them outside of Josh Reynolds again. Six for 92. The Patriots defense, they were on their A game. Damian Harris, I know we were talking before the show about him, projected to have a monster game but went down with a hamstring injury. Probably going to miss multiple weeks, but who knows. And it was a Ron J. Stevenson show. 25 carries, 161 yards, plus a couple catches. Jacoby Myers, eight for 111 and a touchdown uh, with Bailey Zappies. That's his absolute go-to guy. So pick him up if he's on your waiver waiver wire. Yeah, what a blowout. What a just a non-competitive game. It seemed silly. The Lions are really hurting, but you, you got to come up with more than this. Zero? I mean, nothing. It was just total trash. I know you don't have Swift and St. Brown sort of off, and then you had Hawkinson crash back down the earth after three touchdowns and however many yards he had. He goes to one catch for six yards. Well, the – um. The Patriots said, look, all you do is throw over the middle, not against us. You can do anything else you want, but throw over the middle, and that was it. The Damian Harris thing killed a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people, myself included, played him. He got hurt on his fourth carry, never came back. No way he'll play. So Stevenson, dude, averaged over six yards a carry. Sometimes you say, well, that's impressive, but then you look and see the guy only had seven carries. But this was 25 carries. And he still averaged over like about six and a half yards a carry. That's freaking nuts. Um, I don't know, this I was loved a weird him in the game. preseason. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this Stevenson blow up. And finally, you know, it took the thing longer is, than is I, I don't know that it would have happened if Harris didn't get hurt. Right. Well, he was getting a little more work last week, but that four and tw- well, last week even Harris I think had eighteen carries. Stevenson fourteen. Oh yeah. Harris is mm-hmm. always trending to have more. But these 29 carries, he got 25 of them now instead of 13. See what happens here going forward because it doesn't look like Harris will be back anytime soon. 
Next up, Chargers at the Browns. Austin Eckler decided that last week was no fluke, and after two huge weeks, is currently the RB1 in all of fantasy. What a turnaround, because he was barely an RB2 before last week, and or, well, two weeks ago, and here he is, RB1. Big Mike Williams, 10 catches, 134 yards. He just needs to score touchdowns, which we talked about. Hopefully, that'll happen when Keenan Allen comes back, or even if Keenan Allen doesn't come back. Nick Chubb, another 134 yards and two touchdowns. He uh, he is a leading rusher in all of football, and it has become apparent that me, I, singular, have been the reason uh, that Nick Chubb, I've been holding him back all of these years. I've had him on my team. He was my keeper for many years in a row, and he was very good, but just something was missing, and it was me owning him because this year I don't, and now he's finally put it all together. So, Nick Chubb, you're welcome. All of you Chubb owners out there, you can thank me later. Kareem Hunt was fine. He finally found the end zone again after his uh, not scoring since week one. Amari Cooper had another nice game, seven for 76 and a touchdown. And David Njoku is an every week starter in, in a in a barren tight end world. He's going to he's gonna do good things for you. He's going to do just enough that you can start him every week. Yeah, and Hunt scored and ran well through yeah. 11 for 47. But Eckler, man, boy, he looks sharp. Wow. Uh, he's got that shimmy, just a l- tiniest yeah. little move, and, and defenders and, and just fly by. For as crazy as this game was, the Chargers wa- got lucky. They, they sure just did. pushed pushed a field goal wide as the game expired. So really, they 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 got out of there really lucky to get out of there with a win. Um, the thing I don't like about the Cleveland offense is they can seem like they can do really well when just regular gameplay, but when they really need something, nothing. It's just same old Browns. You really need to get down the field. Nothing happens. You really need to make a field goal. You miss it. You really need a big catch. Somebody hits them in the hands. They drop it. I I, I don't know what to say about this Browns team. I don't know what, with the John Watson coming back, that'll be that different. Well, it doesn't happen often. I mean, very rare, but this feels like a team where if it's third and nine, you might as well give the ball to Nick Chubb on a run. Yeah. Because he has just, just, just as much of a chance to get that first down as you, as if you're throwing the ball. I can't argue, and I still don't understand why they refused to throw to him. He, I don't even think he had a target. I know it's so weird. It's it's mind boggling. What get the ball in his? Now he had one target. Get the ball in his hands any way you can. Why not get it to him out in space? Run a little screen. He might be going. I I don't understand how he's so grossly misused year after year. But couldn't agree more. Is he the best pure runner in football right now? I would venture to say yes. Right now, yes. I mean, he's always up there. He's always top yeah, two. He always has been, but I think now it's getting to the point that it's hard to argue against him. I agree. And I he's always healthy. Next up, Texans at the Jaguars. Damian Pierce looked awesome again, 99 yards and a score. Uh, of course, once I realized that Trevor Lawrence is good and I started putting him in my starting lineups, he sucks. Two picks, zero touchdowns, uh, and – Again, I started James Robinson in the one and done league, oh, which me meant too. had to have meant that Travis Etienne was going to have a day, which he did. Um, what did Etienne have a hundred plus 10 total for yards? 71, three for 43. Yeah, over 100 yards. At, while James Robinson had 39 total yards. So that was a lot of fun. And Christian Kirk, who's been solid for me in multiple leagues, he's let you down two weeks in a row. Hopefully they'll bounce back this week against the Colts. Yeah, one for 11. I think they had Stingley on him a good bit, didn't they? Uh, they did. He got a pick, too, on the worst throw 
yeah. that I think I've seen in all of football this it year. Wasn't, wasn't I mean, pretty. Trevor Lawrence threw it right to him. Yeah, it, it wasn't pretty. Oh, yeah, Damian Pierce was big. A lot of that 99 yards was on one play, but still, right. not, we're all about points. I don't really care how you get them. Um, he, was, Mar- he is tough to bring down. Oh, he is. Yeah, that the, he broke a lot of tackles on that play. Yes. Marvin Jones had a huge day, 104 yards. He's about as annoying as he who should not be named. Um, again, just ugly football. Uh, the Texans, man, this is a winnable game. This was going more towards the bold prediction of them having a chance of making the playoffs. you got to win games like this. You can't throw up yes. six in the NFL and expect to win. This isn't, you know, the 2001 Ravens where – you you can get you can get away with that crap or it's uh or I guess it was a two no it's two thousand Ravens you can't get away with uh with scoring six points you're not going to win especially when you you've been playing so well yeah it, it was bizarre defense played great but six yeah, sure. points oh yeah that defense looks good yeah we can't uh win with six points yeah. Uh, next up, Falcons and the Bucks, and there wasn't a whole lot to this one. Tyler Algier led the backfield as predicted, didn't do a whole lot, and um, that was basically it for Atlanta. Tom Brady threw for 350 yards, which he knew he was going to do only one touchdown. I would have bet big money that he would throw multiple TDs. Six for 61 from Godwin, so he's good to go like that. And Kate Otten, man, steps in for Cameron Brait, rookie, tight end, six catches, 43 yards. You got like that. Yeah, you played him in the once and done. Wasn't stellar, but in a like you said, in a tight endless league. Yes. You'll you'll take seven points out of your out of your tight end. I know. As sad as it is, I was very excited for his six yeah, for 43. Yeah, it was great. Uh Brady did well. Of course, another phantom bull crap roughing call where he was thrown to the ground too hard as he spun around the guy's body. Like, really? And he said, you know, afterwards, well, I don't make the calls. I don't throw the flags. Like, yeah, but you're Tom Brady. So I, I didn't really like that. I saw a funny meme this week of how um you probably saw it, how Kyle Pitts was absent from practice and how the Falcons now have this just such top-level coaching and practicing now that they can actually simulate their practices are exactly like the games. Hmm. You know, Kyle Pitts absent from practice, absent from yeah. games because he's just well, not doing anything. Or you talk about a guy that people were spending like maybe some leagues. I bet he went in the third round. Maybe some idiots took oh, him in the oh, second round. Yeah. Oh yeah, and here he is with nothing, like like totally useless, completely invisible. Him missing this game helped so many teams because they didn't have to play him. And yeah. I know a lot of folks were like, "Well, I don't have him. I'll just throw Taysom Hill in here and hope for hope for the best." Taysom Hill dropped almost yeah. forty points. Yeah, there's your thirty some points. Uh, Tampa looked great. They built that huge lead, almost blew it until that phantom call. Yeah, what can you say? They won a game that they should have won. Brady looked good as usual. Uh, Fournette had a huge week. Two touchdowns, 139 total yards. Yeah. So I think he was RB1 on the week, wasn't he? I believe so. In a, in a very uh, top-heavy week for running it was. Back. So, yeah, I mean, Bucks are the Bucks, Falcons are the Falcons. Roll on. To the Steelers at the Bills. Oh. Someone, Was this someone should be game? in trouble. Yes, I don't know. Someone should be in trouble for sending the poor rookie-led Steelers up to Buffalo because wow, uh, George Pickens, um, I tell you what, he's had 12 catches and 185 yards since Kenny Pickett's taken over. 
Pickens to Pickett, Pickens, Pickett to Pickens. That's going to be that's going to be tough for a few years. But uh, your boy George, he is. I think he's in every week flex play. It's going to be tough to talk me out of that. Uh, you know, depending on what your roster looks like, but you don't feel bad putting him in there. Josh Allen, four hundred twenty-four yards and four touchdowns, but he had like three fifty at halftime. He was I on pace to break more the than that. Right? I think it was like three seventy-five at halftime. <laughs> there you go. See, and Gabe Davis was so annoying. Three catches, 171 yards and two touchdowns. He caught a 98-yard touchdown on like the first play or two of the game. Stephon Diggs was good, and Khalil Khalil Shakir, who came in for the injured Isaiah McKenzie, he was good. I mean, everyone, everyone except Devin Singletary. For some reason, they didn't run the ball, even though they were smashing the Steelers. And uh, as you, as you I'm sure recall, I called you on my way to work Sunday morning to tell you how. Yeah. I talked myself out of playing Gabe Davison once and done that. That worked out well because I did play Bobby Woods in his five points. Yeah. That, well, that was and I brilliant. told you, I took Davis. I had Davis in my lineup earlier. I started to set my once and done lineup like today on a Wednesday and then just tinker with it as the week progresses. So I have something in there. And I had, I took Davis out probably Friday of last week, which was. Again, he had done nothing. He had I, done nothing. Week one. That's it. So, yeah, that was a mess. Zach Moss is entirely droppable in every single format. Completely useless. One thing about Pittsburgh that I liked was our boy Omar Epps yesterday took a break from house reruns to mention that he is going to start playing Jalen Warren more often. He's going to get more and more of the snap share over Harris as we go along because it's right in the numbers. Harris 11 for 20. Warren, five for 24. Warren, four catches, 39 yards. Harris, three for 16. He's not just, doesn't just look better. He's outperforming him. So Omar Epps says he's going to start getting more playing time. I like it. Well, I'm I'm, I'm searching my uh, my waiver wire right now to see if Warren's available anywhere. Because yeah, that kills a lot. He said that- Harris was a first rounder in almost any league that you can think of. For and sure. he's putting up like 12th round numbers <laughs> it's it's not good no it's not, it's not. And, and and you called that sort of right you you've never been impressed with his actual skill uh you know not the worst back lane which you you've not thought as highly of as others have it was more of a bulk thing but right but you start taking away the bulk what's left 5.1 <laughs> points that's what so do you want him or lat murray right now jalen warren or lat or latavius murray if I had to take one of those, it depends on the type of league, but I'd still probably take Jalen Warren. In my type of league where you can sign somebody on, I actually have him, but I didn't give him years because I got him off the free agent list, so I couldn't do that. But, uh, uh, man, because he's a guy you could keep for years, potentially, if this works out. Lat Murray, right. you know, he's just a nomad. He goes team to team. Who knows he'll even be on the Broncos, Broncos in two weeks. All right, next up, Dolphins at the Jets. Poor Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, this He passed a concussion protocol, but they still wouldn't put him back in. And he's out for this week as well. So fire up the Vikings defense uh, if you think they can get after the rookie quarterback. Was it Skyler Thompson? Thompson yeah. Yep. Go ahead and drop Chase Edmonds. He it was the big money free agent uh, offseason signing for them and running back position but they don't even give him the ball Raheem Mostert is clearly the lead guy 18 carries 113 yards and the score Tyreek Hill didn't do much and left in a walking boot they think he's going to play so pay attention to that 
And hello, Brees Hall, and you're almost 200 total yards and a touchdown. Welcome. Love seeing that. He looked exactly like he did in college. I mean, he looked great. Michael Carter is not Brees Hall, but Hall did make it down to the one-yard line two more times, only to come out so Michael Hall – Dude, Michael that's Carter the thing. I was just going to say, touchdowns. if if Carter and Barrios didn't snake three touchdowns from him, this could have been an all-time week. Wait, he'd have been time. pushing. He'd have been pushing fifty, two hundred yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, he'd have been pushing fifty. He looked great, man. I would. I didn't get Brees Hall anywhere because he was going getting drafted too early for my taste. You know, late third round, early fourth round. But uh, those of you who held on to him for five weeks, it's you know might pay off for you now. I agree. He he went for thirty bucks in my league, which is I that's okay. That if seems you keep about right, but. So many rookie running backs just don't amount to anything. And going to the Jets where Carter was already there and a terrible team, I just I just couldn't justify spending that much money when I got Brian Robinson for twelve. But man, he looked sharp. They uh, he let him in rushing, let him in receiving. He just got snaked on the touchdowns. Dolphins were just completely outmanned without with playing a third string uh, right. quarterback. Man, don't look now, the Jets. What was the final score of that one? I think 40 to 17. It's not even competitive. Wow. It was ridiculous. It uh it's ridiculous. I don't, what else can you say? 40 to 17 is just straight up manhandling. Who gives up it 40 is. points to the Jets? Well, and the Dolphins, not that the Dolphins defense is terrible. No, but they have no offense. They, they just they yeah. were on defense the entire game. It was uh it was ugly. It's a, it a straight-up blowout, manhandling. Well, we already touched on the Bears uh, at the Vikings. I still can't believe they almost had a chance to win. Did you see that David Montgomery's own name was spelled wrong on his I jersey? Did, I did not. It was Montgomery. Nice. They threw an extra O in there. Monto. Um, yeah, well, he had 20 yards rushing. He averaged 1.7 a carry. But four catches for 62, so it ended up being not the worst day ever. Dalvin Cook looked awesome, over 100 total yards, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson back at it, 12 catches for 154. Kirk Cousins started the game 17 for 17, but Jefferson had 10 of his 12 catches in the first half, I think. Yeah, they they did their classic thing. They get a lead, they, they push the ball down the field in the second half. Said just like the last regime, you play not to lose in the second half and find a way to either lose or almost lose. I don't get it. Put your foot you down and go. And you want to tell me that? Oh, well, the Bears made halftime. Um, they did not. Yeah, changes to nope. no. I'm not buying that at all. Well, matter of fact, didn't I text you during this that the Vikings play calling is yes. almost more predictable than the Ravens play calling? An awful. And that's awful saying a lot Ravens. coming from you. It is because Greg Roman's the worst offensive coordinator, maybe ever. Maybe in let the me ask you something. Football. Have you ever heard of the Patriots, um, the Chicago Bulls back in the day? All of these, like, or the Yankees, the dominant franchises, the the cream of the crop, the best of the best. Have you ever known one of them to have one of these things like they spell their own player's name wrong on the jersey? <laughs> these types of things always happen to the bad teams. So, I mean, it it has it shows you how deep 
this terribleness runs in these teams. It goes all the way down to the guy sewing the jersey on. It's not right. just the head coach and the players. It's it awful. is a systemic problem. It's a it's 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 a problem. But I need to go over one quick thing here. There were one, two, three, four, five players in this game who scored. David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook twice. Kirk Cousins had a rushing touchdown. Sure. Mr. Valus Jones. Oh, sure. Touchdown. And, and, and who's number five? Even better. Jalen Rager. Jalen freaking Rager, baby. His first Vikings touchdown. Woo! A little, uh, little and shovel his only pass. One. He ran basically at a little end around, got a little freaking shovel pass, and ran that thing in untouched. If I there was a bet. Him and Valus Jones scoring in the same game, I knew you'd yeah. love it. Well, if there was a bet whether he would score another touchdown in his Vikings career or not, I would choose not. Really? He's well, just not get, good. He'll get I, one somehow. He won't ever maybe. break 100 yards. He won't do this. He won't do that. He'll somehow get a lucky touchdown. Just like he, he had a couple with the Eagles, didn't he? A, a couple is probably the right number. We've got we got to look at this real quick because I go ahead. While you do that, I'll start talking about the Titans at the Washington Commanders. Derrick Henry was a beast again, and Wentz is doing Wentz things again as well. He plays just good enough. He was a top eight QB this week, and he tricks you into putting him in your lineup just to give you ten points the following week. Antonio Gibson, hats off. Nice knowing you, my friend. Uh, it was great to see you play for a while, but now that Brian Robinson is back, even though he didn't play well, granted, first NFL game, uh, you're done, buddy, because J.D. McKissick gets the passing downs, Brian Robinson gets the rushing downs, which means there's no place for you. Kick returns. That's it. Uh, three touchdowns for Rager as an eagle. Oh, you missed it by one. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, he's got four on his career now. As far as the commanders go... Uh, I know he had to backtrack and apologize, but Ron Rivera's right. This team all comes down to Carson Wentz. If he plays really well, they've got a chance. If he plays like Carson Wentz, they don't. At the end of the game, right. he gets piling up yards, doing a snap, but then you throw, you do nothing at the end of it, and you screw it all up and throw an interception. I mean, he doesn't look horrible, but he doesn't look good. And I played, I played McKissick in a league uh, basically because I had to, uh, but I was feeling okay about it because I figured that you know he would get some play time. And those the last two pass attempts of the game, Wentz targeted him in the end zone on both. One was knocked down and one was picked off. Yeah. So, so that's how fantasy works. Ever. You come that close, you make the right call, whether you you know were forced to or not, and it's right there. You, they get the play called to them. The ball's going. You get that touchdown, and it completely changes your outlook on the week. But nope, picked off instead. Very frustrating. Yeah, because he had uh, five catches on seven targets. Those two targets, those two missed touchdowns were his incompletions. Uh, but yeah, Antonio Gibson's done three for six. Three I rushes, six it. yards. Brian Robinson used sparingly nine for 22. It wasn't pretty. Nobody ran well. But Derrick Henry is exactly who we thought we were. I'm glad you finally, before the season started, came around on him and, and were able to redeem yourself because he, once again, looks like a man amongst boys. And they threw to him a little, only two targets this time, but he got 30 yards out of it. Uh, I mentioned Bobby Woods and his 5.7 points, which are so much more than Gabe Davis's 36.7. And again, not not a real pretty game. Came down to the wire. I love how competitive so many of these games are. That that's a, that's at least makes them bearable to watch. True. 
Seahawks at the Saints. Geno Smith is the real deal. <laughs> Bless Sorry, you, sir. buddy. Uh, if only one. there were, if only there were a mute button. Yeah, well, there is, but that came out of nowhere. There was no time. I started putting my cursor over to hit it. I'm like, there's no time. Just do the vampire sneeze. So I got proposed a trade today. And if this were the preseason, I got I picked up Geno Smith on waivers this week because I have Trevor Lawrence and Matt Stafford. And the trade was straight up. I give up Geno Smith and I get Russell Wilson. If I told you I was offered that trade in the preseason, I mean, that would just be silly talk. I I got offered that trade today, and I declined it. I can't accept it. Geno Smith has to be my quarterback, which well, yeah. is so wild to think. We're five weeks in, dude. It's it's no longer an accident. It's it's a trend. The dude playing habit. well. My big question, I asked one of my buddies, they're like, why didn't they do this with Russ? This whole chuck the ball down the field nonstop. Why? Why did you rein Russ in uh, an MVP of the Super Bowl? You know, uh, I, I an All Pro year after year. Why would you not let him do this? But you, you'll let this guy do it. I just hope. Well, they, you know, they would do it for a, a stretches, right? He started the week. I think last year, top through the first eight weeks, he was he was number MVP one player probably, yeah, right. Yeah. And then that he was it. Nope, it we're just going to hand the ball. Uh, poor Rashad Penny, broken fibula, I believe. Yeah, surgery. He just can't catch a break. He looks so great again. Eight for 54. And Heels up for my RB1 coming out in the draft, though. Ken Walker the third. He had a huge run. But even without that huge run, he he did all right. Um, but just that shows you got to see the explosiveness that he has and can score on any carry. Tyler Lockett was great. 104 yards, two touchdowns. And I'm telling you what, both of his both of the his catches were great throws, but man, I can't remember if it was a first or second touchdown. It it, it was the greatest throw of the week, probably of any quarterback. I mean, absolutely beautiful. DK yep. Metcalf, five catches, eighty eight yards of touchdown. Alvin Kamara finally balled out, almost two hundred total yards and six catches. Uh, but Taysom Hill stole all the touchdowns, three rushing, one passing. I mean, I hate that dude. Why? Because he takes everyone else's touchdowns. Well, I told you before, it's not get. his fault. He doesn't call the freaking plays. Okay. So do I hate Dennis Allen? Yeah, I hate Dennis Allen. He's the one doing all Dennis this. Allen. Taysom Hill just goes out and does what he's told. Dude, it was impressive. A couple of those runs, he they were some, they were legit runs. It wasn't like he was going in completely untouched. The dude's he's legit. A player. But yeah, the big story of this game is Penny going down. Walker was your number one. Brees Hall was my number one. We're both right on these. Um, the other big story, Chris Olave concussion while catching a touchdown. Impressive. He was just completely limp, completely limp. It's like everything was flailing. I don't know how, I still don't know how they, because they called it an incomplete. I, I've watched, I watched enough times. I still don't know how they overturned it, but they did and called a touchdown. So I got some points that ended up useless anyway, but is he even going to play this week? But boy, is he turning, the dude's going to be a freaking superstar in this league. Yeah, but yeah, Kamara finally getting back on. Uh, we'll see where Kenny Walker can go from here. But man, these what a game! I love fantasy wise. These games are great. Well, they suck for me because I didn't have any of these players in my leagues. But is this what Geno Smith could have been if he'd have been drafted to the right team and not the Jets? That's a lot of players. Uh, correct. Oh, I know for sure. But he looks great. He does. Is it like you said that throw? I thought I call that throw actually the second best throw of the week. Because as pretty as that was, 
Carr, Carr's second touchdown to Devontae Adams on Monday night. I don't, I just literally don't know how you could put a ball and have it land and more. I mean, it literally like almost like skidded down his chest as he's running full speed right into it, like Willie Mays catch. It was, yeah. it was sick with two dudes draped on him. I don't even know how they didn't stop it. But yeah, he, uh, he looks great. I'm glad I got rid of Tyler Lockett in my league. That was a good idea. <laughs> but who would have thought this? For as much money as I was going to have to pay him, who would have thought that Geno Smith was going to give Lockett his greatest year ever? And now, that's why he has him for half the price I had him for. And that's why I rejected a Russell Wilson trade for Geno Smith. Uh, it's just, uh. it's just, man. Again, it makes you sick. It makes you just like, why do I even bother? I hear it. 49ers traveling across the country to Carolina. Uh, Jeff Wilson, he's good. 17 carries, 120 yards, a touchdown. I've never seen him look as fast and as quick as he is this year. Um, thank goodness Debo scored because he didn't really do anything else. I don't know why they're not giving that guy touches. Tevin Coleman got two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. That's annoying. George Kittle. He has not been George Kittle yet. And hopefully that breakout's coming with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. We'll see. Yep. Chris McCaffrey was fine again. DJ Moore went four for 59, which isn't terrible. It's obviously a step up for him. Hopefully he can continue improving. Uh, but the real story, Baker hurt his ankle. He's going to be out for multiple weeks probably. P.J. Yep. Walker going to be the starting quarterback wow. for the Panthers now. And Matt Rule. Seth Elstar. So oh, you yeah. Matt Rule. Your first yeah, you're right. string quarterback. You already lost your second string quarterback. Now you lost your head coach. You lost your offensive coordinator, and I, or was it defense? Is one or the other they gave yes. up? Defense no, they fired. Yeah, and we'll, then, we'll keep. Um, what's that? Ahead. Yeah, no. Go well, ahead. they got rid of one of them. Some dude has been following him all over since college days. So, man, what a recipe for disaster! But I'll say, I said it once. I'll say it again. The greatest thing that could have happened to the 49ers was Trey Lance going out for the season. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not saying I. it's great why it happened or how it happened, but th th their whole season resurrected. Resurrected. Because you had to win that division. And it wasn't going to happen with Trey Lance at the helm. It just wasn't. Maybe I'm telling not. you, it wasn't. Well, keep in mind that um, the Panthers, although firing Matt Rule in the defense coordinator, kept the offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo. They oh. kept Ben McAdoo. And He's terrible. I forget who did they hire? Who did they promote? It was like their secondary slash special. Well, Steve Wilkes. Yeah, but Steve Wilkes was a head coach for the Cardinals for a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think they only gave him one year. He went like three and thirteen, and they dumped him. Speaking we'll, we'll of see the Cardinals, where this goes, but you could make the definite case the Panthers right now are the worst team in football. Well, but but when teams make these moves and fire these coaches, this has got a win written all over it. I would agree entirely if they weren't down to their third string quarterback. Okay. Yeah, that, I buy that. That's really problematic. A whole new coaching staff and well, not a whole new, but a major coaching staff changes, and you're down to your third string quarterback. That said, can't do much worse than what Mayfield's been doing. So maybe it will be great. Over under 27 and a half touches for Christian McCaffrey this week. Touches? Touches. Who I forget who they're playing. I don't have my. Does it up. does it matter? It does, because it depends how far they'll be behind. <laughs> I, I don't oh, think it, I think it's. I think it's over. They're at the Rams. 
So 27 half touches. You're I'm telling me they're go. not going to give him 20 carries? I've got, I've got to go under. That's such an enormous number. I've got to go under. I'm going over. We'll we'll put we'll put something like on it. it. Yeah, it's again, it's, they're playing the Rams, so we'll see what happens. All right, we just mentioned the Cardinals, so we'll go Eagles-Cardinals. Uh, Jalen Hurts was good again, even without throwing a touchdown. Again. Obviously, it hurts the receivers, but Devonta Smith was 10 for 87. Dallas Goddard was 8 for 95. They are, I love the way they're incorporating Goddard. He's getting all kinds of little screens and stuff and making big yards out of it. And it helps when you have the best offensive line in football. But uh, Miles Sanders disappointed simply because he keeps getting all the touchdowns stolen from him. But I think he's the fourth leading rusher in the league right now. I think he has the fourth there. most rushing yards. Yeah, he's yeah. up there. Kyler Murray is absolutely – I know. Kyler Murray is absolutely embarrassing, and I would be so upset if I was a Cardinals fan. Um, and James Conner got banged up. If he can't go, Eno Benjamin is the only healthy running back on that whole team. So it, it, go put all your money on Eno, Eno Benjamin. Yeah, what a mess. Friggin' Hollywood scores again. My that bad. guy just the consistently inconsistent. It just drives me nuts. Kyler Murray – But he still dropped – like two or three balls. He did. Oh, man. He had one that hit him, and I was just like, oh, thank God. I'm so glad he's going. He's like, Murray, this could go down. I bet two, three years from now, we're going to be, go- we're going to be talking about how this would goes down as like one of the five worst contracts in pro sports history. I just- John Gruden, Albert Hainsworth, Kyler Murray. Yeah. You got to throw Albert Bell in there at one point for the Orioles. Oh, don't talk about my guy, Albert Bell. Sorry, but that was a horrible contract they gave him. Um, wait, wait, wait. Bobby Bonilla, number one. He's no, because that no, that wasn't his contract. That was his settlement. Okay. All right. That's fair. And when you look at that still to this day, what the Mets did made sense. They figure it's, we're going to take all this money that we'd have to pay him up front and just give him a million a year for 30-some years. But we'll take all this money, and we're going to put it in this huge hedge fund. We're going to turn this... 30 million into 300 million and make off like bandits. Unfortunately, they didn't realize that Bernie Madoff was eventually was actually running the biggest pyramid scheme in the history of mankind was going to be arrested and then commit suicide over the whole thing. So they ended up just getting really, really burnt. So it was actually smart on both of their cases. Benia got more money for a lot longer time. And they thought they were getting a deal and we're going to make millions, but it didn't pan out because Bernie took put the screws to him. I love how we have a jovial conversation going that's lighthearted and you uh, turn it into something super dark. And then I have to bring us back to the Cowboys at the Rams. <laughs> well, that's, that's what a good was. time. That's a good time. He got the Mets. He got a couple thousand senior citizens in New York and Miami and wearing off with billions and then killed himself when he got caught. I'm not sure if you know this, but Dallas had 102 passing yards. (laughs) They did. That's why this whole thing of of replacing Dak, are you kidding me? They're winning despite Cooper Rush. This is ridiculous. Tony Pollard had good numbers, but averaged maybe three yards a carry well, outside of an 80 70, yard touchdown. Yeah, run. it was all in one play. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Cooper Cup continues to be the only Ram worth having outside of Tyler Higby and his six yards per target. It's just like hike, Cooper Cup, not there. I'll throw it to Tyler Higby, who's three feet down the field. Yeah. Cups was it's embarrassing. Was, again, like just 
one really long play. He just catches the ball. He puts his head down and just like a rocket just going. It, it was pretty cool play to watch. Um, Matthew Stafford, 300 yards, but he looked awful again. Again. Their running game is non-existent. Did oh, Daryl Henderson not even play in this game? No, he played because he had four catches, but no runs. Yeah. It was, again, just another ugly game where it just was stupid, and Dallas took the early lead. It was never really even competitive, even though it was 22-10. It wasn't really competitive. Agreed. A game that was a little more competitive were the Bengals at your Ravens. Um, supposed to be a fantasy gold mine. It wasn't. Joe Burrow was fine. Joe Mixon was okay. Jamar Chase wasn't. Hayden Hurst had a real nice game. Six for 53 and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson disappointed. Uh, I mean, besides Mark Andrews, obviously he dominated. But outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. It was a very defensive game, surprisingly, because neither defense has been good. Of course, I played Burrow and wasted Jamar Chase thinking, man, T. Higgins, he's going to play, but he's going to be a decoy. And Chase and Burrow own the Ravens. What, 970 oh. yards last year, the most in NFL history? Chase had like five touchdowns on him. What's he up here? Seven for 50. That said, yeah. he was getting dragged to the ground constantly before he even caught the ball. I don't know how many pass interferences he, he drew. But, man, uh, the Ravens played it smart. You take him out of the game, and there's not much left. Mixon had an okay game. Uh, but Mark Andrews was the star. Other than that, it was, it was pretty boring. Actually, the star of the game, the wild, the wonderful Justin Tucker. Well, I, you know what? You're right. I I will I will never say – well, I don't want to say never, but I probably will never say a foul word about Tucker because he is the greatest kicker of yes. all time. Four field there's goals. there's no question. That 58-yarder, he kicks it, and then he puts his hands up like, are you entertained? <laughs> Look at Russell Crowe. <laughs> like, yeah. is, is yeah. there a single person in this building that actually thought I'd miss that? Are you entertained? I love I it. Mean, I mean – I, I hate when you're cocky and you shouldn't be, but dude, if you if you're the greatest of all time at what you do, whatever I don't it's care. Not even close. I mean, there's like him way up here. You can put Benetieri about two feet down, and then there's anybody else you want to name is down on the floor. It's really just it's 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 maybe you could make the argument it's the biggest advantage in pro football having Justin Tucker as your kicker because you know you can count. 66 yards and in, he's going to make it. Three points every time. Yeah, every time. You got a point there. Last game of the week, Raiders at the Chiefs. Again, their car was fine. It's uh, So many of these quarterbacks were just, they were fine. They were 18 to 20 points or something. Devontae Adams was great, even though, what do you have, three catches? Yeah, that was the thing. Because Carr, I watched this whole game again in the end. Carr didn't look great. He didn't look bad, but... Really, it all came down on two, one fourth and two touchdown for 50 some yards. And then that just freaking rainbow that just fell on his arms at full speed. Other than that, it was a very subpar game. Other than that, he would have been 17 for 28 for about 150 yards. Right. Except for two plays. Waller came up uh, with a hamstring again, got you zero points. This might end up being a lost season in terms of fantasy for him. And and that's that's a shame because I like I like Waller. Yeah, but we Josh both Jacobs. sort of called it. We both of us had him like in our top six or seven tight ends, and both of us. I remember you making fun of me because I'm like I had him as my number five tight end preseason, but I everything I said was negative, and you were like, 
it's funny that you have him in your top five, but all you've done is sit here and tell me why he shouldn't be in your top five. Well, I guess I should have listened to myself because he's been trash. That's You're right. Um, just a couple updates I got on my phone before we – oh, I want to finish with the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is a real deal. He's like the number four fantasy running back yep. right now. He is the guy. And he looks he great. 21 too. carries. Oh, he looks awesome. great. I know. Real quick before we go on to the Chiefs, I just got updates that Raheem Mostert, who we just talked up, is not practicing because of a knee today, although Wednesdays are the usual rest days. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, though, was a full participant, so that's good to know. That is. Um, and then the uh, the Chiefs, Patty Mahomes threw for four touchdowns. Uh, and listen to this Travis Kelsey stat line, which I know you know it, but seven yeah. catches? Nice. 25 yards. What? Four touchdowns. Wow. It's uh, like wow. Mike Allstott tight end numbers. The old school Allstott. Yes. Four runs oh, yeah. for three yards and three touchdowns. 725 and four. And it was like everybody in the building knew they were going to throw to him. And he was still just, he didn't have to do anything special for these touchdowns. He was wide freaking open. So how long does his career go on? Because if, Andy Reid is a wizard at getting Travis Kelsey open like this. And he's, he's what, 33 now? Yeah. He's not slowing down at all. No. This is one of your bold predictions that he wouldn't even be in the top eight. He could quit. He could he could retire right now. And that game alone, he'd be in the top eight of the tight ends at the end of the season right now through five weeks. You could, he doesn't have to play right. another down. And he would still you, be in the top eight. You are probably um, right. I know he's a baller, dude. Some of these guys with modern medicine and the way they take care of their bodies now, the way they train. Why can't well, he I love him? Three or four. He looks like years? he'd be so cool to hang out with. Oh, he and does. Just like grab a drink with and just just yeah, chat and his it up. Brother, both. They look like oh, Jason Kelsey, like the coolest or, guys yeah. in the bar. And then you just decide you want to say something stupid to somebody, and they'll also be the first two guys to jump over your shoulder to punch somebody in the face, and they'll leave the place with a bloody nose and smiling about it. Correct, and they'll never pay for a drink at that place yeah. again. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the both those boys are. Did you see the, the Eagles had at one play this week where that thing where they have the seventeen guys behind Hertz pushing through, and they go through and somehow at the end of the play he didn't make it in, but your boy Kelsey's in laying about three yards into the end zone, his helmet's about seven yards away, <laughs> and he just gets up, looks around like these some bitches knock my helmet off. Like who cares? I'll headbutt you in the face. I mean, the both of them are just awesome. Well, and you know they have a podcast together, right? Yeah, they do. I hear, I heard it's pretty cool. I haven't listened to it, but I heard it's pretty cool. It, it's it's fairly enjoyable. I like it. All right, anything else? Can we move on to week six? Couple plays. Yeah, let's go for it. All right, QB. We've been talking about him all show. Geno Smith, man, he's currently QB seven in fantasy world, playing the Cardinals, who give up right around twenty points to opposing quarterbacks each week. I actually was going to take him, but then I saw that you had. So I decided to go with Brady, who's had a good year, but not stellar. I think this is a week he could take off because the Steelers are atrocious. They don't even what Josh Allen defense. just did. You see that meme on online, the thing of the 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 uh, Bills lined up on offense playing their opponent, and it was just no, nothing. It's, it was just, it's just grass air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it, dude. They could have thrown up seventy. They just they did nothing in the second half. They just dinked and dunked and just took took the foot off because why? You know, why not? But man, they could have scored safe. So I'm gonna go with Brady. He's getting his receivers back, and I think he could have a big game. Uh, agreed. Running back for me, 
We've talked about him as well. And I was very high on him coming into the season. Ramondre Stevenson, over the last four weeks, only the Chargers have given up more points to running backs um, than the Patriots opponent. Who are they playing again? Why don't I? Why can't I remember this? The Browns, right? They're playing Cleveland. Yeah, they're playing. Yeah, the Browns. Yep. And Stevenson should have the backfield to himself since Harris is out. So play him with a ton of confidence. I'm going to pick somebody here off the wall a little bit that needs to show up here and prove that he belongs on the field. Mr. Melvin Gordon. They're playing yep. the Chargers Monday night. The Chargers are giving up the most points mm-hmm. to fantasy running backs. If you can't do something good against these guys, Maybe he shouldn't be on the field. Maybe maybe it should be Lat Murray out there. Maybe it should be whoever else you want to try out. But if you can't score against these guys, maybe it's time to call it quits. Uh, and Kevin does have Melvin Gordon on his League of Record team. So play Mike Boone in your flex. You heard it here. Yeah. That, that, you're absolutely right. Because everything I touch this year turns to crap. So you're probably right there. Well, you, you reach in for your running back a little bit. Um, I'm I'm going to go with a guy that needs to prove himself as well and has not done it yet this year, and that's Brandon Ayuk. Um, he's got he has not had more than five catches or 63 yards in any game this year, and he only has one touchdown. But the Falcons give up lots of yards and points to the wide receiver position, so let's do it, Brandon Ayuk. I'm going out on a limb as well. Somebody we discussed earlier, going up against I believe the fifth most points allowed to receivers. Mr. Darnell Mooney. Oh, my gosh. I think this could be a week where he finally does something. He had glimpses last week. He had some targets. I think he might throw some numbers up against the whatever. So you, you playing him in the you playing him in the one and done? Even I've actually the really game? considered it. I really consider it. But now I'm, I'm in a tough spot here. Now I'm getting a little behind with my awful, awful decisions. So I've got to really start thinking about how I'm going to do this the rest of the way. Tight end for me, easy one. Zach Ertz is the start of the week. Um, the Seahawks given up an average of 28 points per game to the tight ends in the last four weeks. I understand that was aided by Taysom Hill last week, but they still give up seven more points per game than anyone else on the season. They bleed points to the tight end position. But if you don't want to go, you want a, a, a deeper dive, Irv Smith is going up against the Dolphins. And uh, they are pretty poor against the tight end as well. And he should be available in a lot of waivers. Yeah, they're eighth worst against the tight ends. Um, I'm picking somebody who used to be a stud and just can't seem to find his way. But maybe this will be the time. Mr. George Kittle, he's done nothing this year. But going up against the Falcons, fourth worst against tight ends, maybe he'll finally do something. Get a few yards, maybe a touchdown. I mean, the guy's got to score eventually. He's got to do something, doesn't he? Let's rekindle that relationship how can with Jimmy he, G. Yeah, how can he continue to be so poor? Mediocre. Yeah, I hear you. Defense for me, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've been solid most of the year, and they play the Matt Ryan-led Colts. If they can stop a hobble Jonathan Taylor, if he even plays, they could be in for a big day. I picked the Bucks against Pittsburgh. If Buffalo shut them down no. like that with that defense, man, Tampa is going to probably have about ten sacks. This could this game could be just ugly, really, really quick, really quick. But Pickett, man, did you see MRFs came out today and said every week since training camp, Pickett looks better and better every week in practice. So he, we'll he better it. pick we'll it up quick because thirty-eight to three every week. That, that's and not the Bucks defense is 
just, I mean, close to being as tough as the Bills defense. So oh, yeah, be, absolutely. So who's your, who's your kicker? Um, uh, So I have him in a league. I'll go with Ryan Suckup, the kicker for the Bucks. you were just talking about. Oh, they should good. pretty easily move the ball against the Steelers. Should. So let's get four touchdowns, two field goals. I'll there take I'll take 10 points. That'll there. probably work. Tough, tough stadium to kick in, but still they're going to, he'll have so many opportunities. It doesn't matter. I picked Mr. Tyler Baskins, Kansas City. I hope this is one of those games. There's like 85 points scored because I just said that there'll probably be 20 points scored. But nonetheless, Mr. Tyler Bass against the Chiefs because they are going to move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. And it might be eight extra points. It might be four extra points and three field goals. But he's going to get some points. All right, sir. Anything else from you? I'm good, brother. It's it's, it's awesome. into crunch time now in any league. Well, we have bye, bye be... weeks are starting this week. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, got to really focus. All right. Thank you all for listening. Our tunes are by Flatline. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at GYBR underscore podcast. Again, that's at GYBR underscore podcast. Thanks again, Kevin. We'll see you. Later, brother.